So we are continuing our journey today through the book of Acts, looking at the early church and what that means for us today in the 21st century Western world. We're, we're at part of the story in the book of Acts where the gospel, the good news about Jesus, is spreading beyond the borders of Jerusalem and Judea, as Jesus had said it would. And the gospel is going into uh, different regions, like uh, particularly Samaria. And so here in Acts 10 uh, and 11 that we're going to look at today, we're at this momentous moment in church history where God starts to bring together Jew and Gentile. Remember, over many, many centuries, there's been this separation and division between Jew and Gentile. And here in this part of Acts, we see the bringing together of Jew and Gentile as we read the story of Cornelius and Peter, bringing together these people for the purposes of his work in the nations. So in Acts 10, we meet this guy called Cornelius, who's a Gentile or, or a non-Jew, and he's living in Samaria, and he gets this vision from God, uh, and, and he's, he's told to go and collect the apostle Peter, who's living in the city of Joppa, about 50 kilometers or so away. And so he sends three men to, to go and collect Peter. And at a similar time, Peter has also has a vision about clean and unclean animals. And in this vision, he said, there are these people coming to get you, and you should go with them. And so the story, Peter goes there, and he, he meets Cornelius and he goes into Cornelius's home, which in itself is this radical moment where a Jew and a Gentile come together and, and or they're welcomed into one another's homes. That in itself is radical. And then they share this kind of crazy story, really, about how God has brought them together. And then Cornelius says to Peter, so kind of tell us why you're here. Tell us uh, the message that you've come to bring. And so we pick up the passage in Acts chapter 10 verse 34 to 43. I'm just going to read it. So Peter opens his mouth and says, truly, I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. As for the word that he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. You yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John proclaimed how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all that he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him on the third day and made him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who had been chosen by God as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be the judge of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. So Cornelius says to Peter, come and tell us why you're here, what message you have to bring. And it's fascinating what Peter unpacks with him. Really what Peter shares with him is this beautiful, simple unpacking of the Christian gospel, of the good news about Jesus Christ. He comes first of all saying that Jesus Christ came preaching good news. He came bringing a new announcement of good 
news. He then says that Jesus of Nazareth was anointed with the spirit and with power to do the work of the kingdom of God, to heal those who were oppressed by the devil, to, to, bring, to bring healing and to, to, to relieve suffering from people, i.e. to bring the kingdom of heaven here on earth. He says that Jesus then died on a wooden cross and was raised again three days later, to which they are witnesses. And he commanded them to go and bear witness about him. And he says all those who, who respond to Jesus will find forgiveness and reconciliation and restoration. This is this beautifully clear, just simple unpacking of the Christian gospel that Jesus Christ has come as the true king that he spent his time announcing good news when he was on earth and ushering in or bringing in the kingdom of heaven in Jesus's three years that he was here he brought good news to the poor he announced good news and he brought about the kingdom of heaven and that after his death and resurrection in verse 42 it says this that Jesus commanded them to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be the judge of the living and the dead. So Jesus, after three years on the earth, after his death and resurrection, commanded his followers to go and do the same that he had done, to live as Jesus had done and to bear and to preach to people, i.e. to speak out the message of Jesus and to testify, that is to bear witness, like in a courtroom, that Jesus is the one appointed by God to be the judge of the living and the dead. You see, the early church got hold of this explosive combination of living as Jesus did and boldly proclaiming the good news about Jesus Christ. The word good news in the New Testament or the word gospel literally means a public announcement i.e it's not something that can be hidden under a under a bushel it's not a light that can be hidden it is a public declaration and proclamation that jesus christ has come that he died that he rose again that he is the king and it's a call and an invitation to live under the reign and the rule of jesus christ that is what the gospel is fundamentally a proclamation that jesus christ is lord and it's an invitation to respond to him. And if you've been tracking with us through Acts, you'll know that over and over again, what happens in the stories of Acts is that there are moments when the disciples speak out the message about Jesus. Think about Peter at Pentecost um, in Acts chapter two, speaking in front of the crowds of thousands. Think about Peter and John in the temple in Acts three, or Peter and John again before the council in Acts five. Consider Stephen before he's stoned in Acts chapter 7, or Philip with the Ethiopian eunuch. Over and over and over again in the story of Acts, there are these moments when the apostles get to speak out the message of Jesus Christ, the good news that he is on the throne, and the call to, to people to respond to the good news of Jesus Christ, that he has come to offer forgiveness and reconciliation and restoration and new life. And it's an invitation to come and follow him. And the reality is, for most of us, unlike Peter on the day of Pentecost, we won't get the chance to preach in front of thousands of people in one moment. And that really isn't the point. But each of us, like Philip with the Ethiopian eunuch, has an opportunity to proclaim the gospel to the one, to one neighbour, one work colleague, one family member, one friend. 
and to proclaim the gospel with our mouths and to model the gospel with our lives. That just like the apostles in the early church in Acts got hold of the fact that the gospel is a spoken out message, a public declaration that Jesus Christ has come and it is good news to all people. That is the invitation and the call on us today, whether in front of many people or just in front of one person. I believe that we are living in such a unique moment in history where God is shaking the nations and where he is renewing the church and I believe in this unique moment that what God wants to put in us that there's an invitation and a call for us to have renewed confidence and passion to proclaim and declare the good news about Jesus Christ and his kingdom and to invite people into a response to follow Jesus Christ that may be for too long. For many of us, we've, we've held back, driven by fear or not quite knowing how do we speak out this message of Jesus. Or, or maybe we've lacked faith to see people uh, changed and transformed by Jesus. Or, or, or we've not seen it and so we don't have a framework for it happening. Or we're lacking a zeal for God's kingdom to, of heaven to come on earth now. But I, we as a leadership team and many others across this nation believe that God is doing a fundamentally new work in his church and that as part of that he wants to put in us a fresh confidence of the transformative power of the gospel. The message of Jesus Christ is good news to a world that is hurting and broken and confused. The message of Jesus is good news to the poor and the marginalized. The message of Jesus is good news for racial reconciliation and racial justice. The message of Jesus is good news to you if you don't know, if you are not a follower of Jesus, or to your friend or family member or neighbor or work colleague. And I believe that God is inviting us into a time of fresh confidence in the spoken out, the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ with boldness and confidence. And that as we learn to boldly proclaim the message of Jesus and live out radical lives of faith before him, that combination is an explosive combination that really is great news into the world around us and into the streets of the town that God has placed us within. And there's this fresh confidence and boldness that God wants to put in us of being able to boldly proclaim and speak out that Jesus Christ has come to offer new life and forgiveness and restoration and reconciliation and I believe that is going to come in part by the by the birthing of a fresh zeal that God wants to do in our hearts that in this moment he wants to break our hearts afresh over our nation over racial injustice over social injustice over our friends and our neighbors and our work colleague and our family members who don't yet know Jesus Christ, who are far from him, that God wants to birth in us a renewed passion to see people far from him encounter the, the, the life that he offers, the restoration and the forgiveness and the freedom that he offers through Jesus Christ. And just as I've been thinking about this message, I've, I've been reminded from many different sources of the prophet Jeremiah that he, he had a message from God to proclaim. It wasn't that popular, to be honest. He was being persecuted. People weren't listening to him. His message was being rejected. He was having a hard time, quite frankly. 
that in chapter 20 of the book of Jeremiah, verse 9, he writes this, which has just lived with me since I, since one or two other people spoke it to me recently. If I say I will not mention him, God, or speak any more in his name, there is in my heart, as it were, a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary with holding it in, and I cannot. There is in my heart, as it were, a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary of holding it in, and I can not do so. Jeremiah had this burning fire in him about the message of God that meant he could not hold it in. He was weary of having to hold back. It was like a fire shut up in his bones that burst forth, if you like, and, and, and he continued to speak the message about God, even when it wasn't received particularly well. And I believe that God wants to put in us some fresh fire in our bones, like Jeremiah in these days, to some fresh fire about boldly proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ wherever we go. Some fresh fire in our bones about injustices that we see in our nation and in the nations of the world. That actually there's like a, a fire for transformation and for the gospel to go forth, that God wants to speak into our hearts, that burst forth, that we say we're weary of holding it in. We cannot hold it in. And it kind of comes forth and bursts out. Jared Cooper, who's a kind of prophetic voice into this nation at the moment, he says this about this bit in Jeremiah, a passion for transformation will begin to stir in you like a fire shut up in your bones. A passion for transformation will begin to stir in you like a fire shut up in your bones. Birth like a fire inside of us. God wants to use you. He wants to use me in the spheres of influence that we find ourselves in to be those who boldly proclaim the good news of Jesus with confidence and have a zeal like, like a fire shut up inside of us that we cannot contain, that we have this good news, that we have this message about Jesus inside of us, that we say we're weary of holding it in. And we're going to be those who take the opportunities that God gives us and God puts before us to live radical lives of faith and to be bold proclaimers of the good news of Jesus Christ. I'm going to take a punt here and suggest that most of us don't always find it easy to share the good news about Jesus Christ. Maybe you're in the same boat that I am. Almost everybody that I know knows that I'm a follower of Jesus. They know I go to church. They know I'm really involved in, in leading the church. But I find it hard to take those opportunities to say to them, yeah, but Jesus wants to make a difference in your life. To, to move the conversation from just, you know, I, I know God, to no, Jesus wants to meet with you and he wants to bring new life to you. And I, I don't know about you, but I, I find that next step can be very difficult. And I know it's not about shoving the gospel down people's throats. It's not about pressure. It's not about an expectation. It's not having to stand on a street corner and preach. But what it is, is it's each of us living as faithful disciples in our workplaces, in our families, in our neighbourhoods, where day to day we bear witness about Jesus with our mouths in being boldly proclaiming and with our lives of living radically different lives to those around us, where we seize hold of Holy Spirit moments to show love, to show compassion, to pray for people, to share the hope that we have in Jesus Christ, and to stand up for truth and 
justice, that in this moment, God wants to birth in us fresh confidence and boldness in the gospel, a fire inside of us and a zeal for transformation and an unblocking, if you like, of our tongues, that we will be those who, who have renewed confidence and hunger to proclaim and share the good news about Jesus Christ that he offers. You know, Jesus Christ offers so much more than just a ticket to heaven or just come and be with us on a Sunday morning. He offers a transformed life, restoration and freedom and life now and life eternal. And I believe that birth from this confidence and zeal that God wants to put in us, he's going to use us afresh in our spheres of influence in this day. Just like the apostles, they took hold of Holy Spirit moments to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. And I'd just like to invite you to respond in two ways, very simply, this week. First is this. Spend some time looking at Jeremiah 20, verse 9, and invite the Holy Spirit to come and breathe fresh fire in your bones for the gospel of Jesus Christ, for his kingdom, for righteousness and justice, for people far from God to come into an encounter of his love and grace. So spend some time just meditating on Jeremiah 20 verse 9 and say, Holy Spirit, would you come and would you breathe on me and would you put in me a burning fire for the good news of Jesus, like it shut up in my bones, where you too say like Jeremiah, I'm weary of holding it in. That's the first thing. And the second thing is this, pray for one person this week who you know doesn't know Jesus, that you would have an opportunity to engage with them in a gospel conversation. Stick their name on, on your fridge, if you like, or write a reminder on your phone each day just to commit to praying for them regularly, to share the good news with them, to model the good news to them. There's a great quote I, I just want to finish with. It says this, the most important human factor in effective evangelism is prayer. So spend time just when you're on your, on your walk to work or before you go and get the kids from school or whatever, it's just praying for one person saying, Jesus, would you give me opportunities, Holy Spirit moments to come and be a faithful disciple to that person and to be a bold proclaimer as I get opportunities to do so. Let's be those who in this moment of renewal and reset that God is doing, who boldly proclaim, who have a fresh confidence that the, that the message we carry is good news to our world. And let's allow the Holy Spirit to birth in us fresh zeal that burns like a fire in our bones, that burns like a fire in our hearts, that means we, we are weary of holding it in and we therefore say we are just gonna, we're going to be those who speak out the message of Jesus Christ, just like the apostles in the early church. Let's just allow God to do that in our hearts this week. Invite the Holy Spirit to come and do something in your heart. Pray for one person regularly who, who doesn't know Jesus for opportunities to encounter, uh, to speak with them and for them to encounter the love and grace of Jesus Christ. Amen. Take care, everyone.